Hi, Geneva Lakes Church family. We continue a look at the Passion Week, and we come to Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday is a day that is very different from all the other days of the Passion Week. It's a very quiet day. Some have even called it a silent day. Uh, we only have one thing that happens that day. Jesus is staying in Bethany. Uh, he is uh, uh, not traveling or speaking. The only thing that is recorded is Judas Iscariot meeting with the Sanhedrin. Uh, Judas agrees to betray Jesus. And we see that the Sanhedrin was plotting after yesterday, after all of the uh, re uh, responses to the, the, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the scribes, um, riled them up, in, infuriated them even more. And in verse three of Matthew 26, it says, then the chief priests, the scribes, and the elders of the people assembled at the palace of the high priest who was called Caiaphas, and they plotted to take Jesus by trickery and kill him. What's interesting is we think about this, they didn't know what they were going to do. But we do see in the sovereign hand of God that Judas was the one to betray Jesus. Down in verse 14, it says, then one of the 12 called Judas Iscariot went to the chief priests and said, what are you willing to give me if I deliver him to you? And they counted out to him 30 pieces of silver. And so he sought from that time to betray him. Judas is a name that you don't hear many people naming their children. Uh, Judas is uh, a name that forever uh, since the time of, of Judas Iscariot has been a name that is almost a curse um, because with it comes one of the greatest betrayals. Uh, a man who uh, plotted to kill Christ and Judas is a reminder, a reminder to all of us that as Peter on the, the day of Pentecost in his sermon tells us that Judas was part of the sovereign plan of God the sovereign plan of God to bring about the death of a savior to provide salvation. While Judas was responsible for his actions, it was not a, a coincidence. Uh, Jeremiah himself had uh, prophesied about the 30 pieces of silver that, that the Messiah would be sold for. But also Judas is a reminder that one can look the part of a disciple and not be a disciple. Think about it. Judas has walked with Christ for three, three and a half years. He has heard him teaching. He was there on the boat when he, when he stilled the storm. He was there in the boat when Peter walked on water. He was there when Christ cast out demons and fed the 5,000. He was there when Jesus sent him out and he was one who ministered, casting out demons, proclaiming the news of the kingdom. And yet we see that he was not a true disciple. Just a little bit earlier in the context, think about Matthew 24, verse 13. Jesus yesterday on Tuesday was speaking and he says this, but he who endures to the end shall be saved. 
It's a reminder that those who have the grace of God to save them in their lives are the ones that remain to the end. We can know lots of information. We can have scriptures memorized. We can even do lots of things and yet not be Christ's disciple. Remember Jesus's warning? He said, many will say to me on that day, Lord, look at what we've done in your name. We've prophesied, we've cast out demons. We've worked many miracles. And what did Jesus say? For I will tell them, depart from me, for I never knew you. We can deceive ourselves by going through motions. We can deceive ourselves by knowing lots of things and yet not be a child of God. The evidence of God's grace in our life is that we continue till the end. That doesn't mean we're not gonna sin. We see that in 1 John because we will sin, but the promise is there of forgiveness. But Judas is a reminder a reminder that we must look at ourselves and pray that God's grace would continue to show itself in a great way to the entire end. Another thing for us to see in light of this is to be reminded of the parable of the sower. There were those four seeds that the sower casts out and Jesus was teaching this to the disciples. Judas would have been one of those hearing it that as the the message of the kingdom was, was spread out, some would be taken away. Some would start to take root and yet die off and the others would grow up and then be scorched and only the one that produced fruit to the end would be saved, produce 160 and 30 fold. Judas himself, a lover of the things of this world, the things that infuriated him about Christ was his compassion, his love, and finances. It's one of the boiling over points. What are the things that have our heart? Those are the things that show. Is our love for the things of this world? And then that's the evidence of the, that seed that will be choked out. Or has our heart truly been transformed by God's grace? Again, it doesn't make us free of sin. But what do we do with that sin? Does it embitter us? Does it cause us to want to hide it and love it more? Or does it cause us to want to turn away from it and find the healing grace of God? Wednesday is a quiet day in Passion Week. But I pray that it is a a day that really causes us to see the need to examine our own lives, that God would be merciful to save us to the very end. I trust you have a great day.